You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. All right, well, welcome back, fans and friends, to another exciting day. <laughs> this one's going to be exciting, because our theme is Adventures in Babysitting, <laughs> which I actually do love. That, uh, that, that movie, movie is so good. It's so good. I love that movie. Abby, so, you've never, never seen, seen it? it? No, because I hate children. Why would I watch that It's movie? not pro-child. It's not about pro-child. It's not clear from the uh The best title. is where he goes, <laughs> and the brother blows up the stuff with the gun, and he's like, the dishes are done, dude. <laughs> it's right. very 80s. That is so feeling. 80s. Right. It's yes. so 80s. I'll give it's it Christina a look. Applegate. Actually, no, I feel no, like that's I'm... Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's oh. Dead. Oh, well, also that's a good one. Elizabeth Shue? This is Elizabeth Shue. Um, I do think I spotted it. Did it just come on Netflix? Yes. I think I just saw so it. Oh, that's all I have some homework. And it's the girl. So she's climbing. She's scaling a building with right. the kids hanging off her back on the cover. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm sorry. Don't tell no, that's okay. mom, I love the babysitters. It's better to me. I, I actually learned movie. a valuable le- lesson about jobs in that movie, which was, I'll get right on that, Rose. <laughs> get right on that, Rose. Every time my boss asks me for something, I just say, I'll get, <laughs> get right, right on, on that, Rose. <laughs> So true. Excellent. Educational well, as well. Before we digress more, make sure you go to our site, xoxoafterdark.com. Check out all our great daily deals, specials, free reads. And I want to plug right now the You'll Be Okay sweepstakes, which is running through May 31st. Andy this Dorfman. This is a joint Andy Dorfman and the Betches. Oh. And we are, you can um, enter to win a great prize pack, which includes two books from the Betches, uh, Nice is not just a place in France, and I had a nice time in other lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andy Dorfman's brand new book, It's Not Okay, which talks about her time on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and turning heartbreak into happily ever after. Uh, plus some great Betches swag mm-hmm. and a dozen roses because we hope That's you will accept nice. our rose. Oh, All you yeah. have to do is come to the site and leave us a comment telling us how you get over heartbreak because you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. Um, yeah, good yes, plug. And, now, and our special guest for oh, today's episode yes. is Jane Hughes, fantastic author of Nannyland. So she'll be joining us shortly. Yay. Yeah, a perfect fit for an Adventures in Babysitting Day. So I have to assume you guys each babysat. That's a thing like all young ladies do. No, you didn't. You didn't. I was like, Negative. surely you did. How did you get away with this? Yeah, even I babysat. I did not until babysit. Until everybody figured out So better. here's the dealio. <laughs> um, one... Ryan, my brother, was a year, uh, like not even a year and a half younger than Mm -hmm. me. And then when I got Kristen, my sister, she was, again, only a year and a half younger. So Mm -hmm. we beat each other senseless, so I could not be in charge. No, but outside the home. I know. So I'm starting there, meaning I had siblings. No, I was never left in charge Mm -hmm. because I would kill them. Oh, no. Then. One time. Oh, wait. I was like, one time. I'll tell you. Exactly. You are going (laughs) to tell a story. And then I grew up, you know, it's strange, in a very sheltered Italian household Mm -hmm. and the point is I never had a babysitter ever you had a family ever like my grandmother to for my entire life Mm -hmm. I have never been taken care of by a stranger like ever whoa that's crazy did your family like go out ever my mother she was a single mom she went out all the time (laughs) my mother dated like a rock star but But you just had your grandma there I went to my grandfather's house my grandparents house I lived five minutes away and it was like after school I would go to grandma's house or I would go to my dad's like it was never 
It wasn't like it you was had some never, teenager I come in. I never had a teenager come in. It we was had like, so many teenagers. Well, one really good one. What about you, Abby? Did you guys get babysat? Oh, yeah. I mean, my folks didn't go out a lot. A lot but no, I, I remember because the, the plan whenever we had a sitter um, was... I remember this very fondly. So before you poo all over it, people... <laughs> Don't yuck parents who don't love their children. Um, No, my folks would go out and, you know, mom would make cupcakes and leave them unfrosted before we would go. And that's what we would do with the sitter. That's super cute. Color the cupcakes. And then we were allowed to stay up and watch The Love Boat and Fantasy Island before going to bed. First of all, I love that. Why would we hate that? I don't know. But a lot of the things that I think are normal turn out not to be normal when I tell (laughs) Uh, the stories here. Sorry, Abby. I preemptively was protecting Fantasy Island. (laughs) Well, first of all, I love that you were like, you both poo-pooed all over my grandparents taking care of me. (laughs) No, that was just surprise. That wasn't poo. But we did Donnie and Marie. And Hee Haw. I have to (laughs) one-up you. Uh, You Southerners. That was the Mason-Dixon line right here is what happened. We didn't have, I guess we would get movies from the movie rental store, mm-hmm. but, but there weren't like special shows we could set up. The big deal was frozen dinners. Ah, uh, yes. Or for a while, those frozen um, shells, pasta shells with the, so- with the sauce on top and the cheese inside. Did you guys ever have those? Are you kidding me? My grandmother made fresh pasta from scratch. Okay, oh. no, no. We had the frozen <laughs> kind and we were excited about <laughs> it. <laughs> So, but the frozen um, dinners with the little cups but, uh, of with the tray, things. and it would be the cobbler or the brownie or yes. the whatever, in the and and we would get to choose our own. Yes. so that was like a big. And there was the no like was fun of that. he got more, I got more, whatever, because you all have your own. Compartments. You all had your own compartments, and also everybody was really excited for their autonomy. Yes. Do you know? I don't know that I've ever had one. Oh, they're delicious. I totally down. In college, I had a renaissance of the frozen dinner <laughs> <laughs> that netted me about thirty pounds. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's so funny you should say that because when I got to college, I discovered the my treat growing up mm-hmm. was Chef Boyardee. And my yeah. grandmother, oh no, I loved a mini ravioli like nobody's business. And my grandmother would be like, <laughs> I think you have to retract your Did eye your roll grandma about the just like get shells. sad? Inside. My grandmother would physically cry because when it would be my birthday dinner, I'd be like, Grandma. I want no. I hate spaghettios. Oh. I'm like I want a mini ravioli from Chef Boyardee, and my grandmother would physically <laughs> cry. She was like, "Lauren, I make them from scratch. Yeah, and my arthritis can't make right, gnocchi." Right. And she would literally, I'd be like, "Chef Boyardee, please." Oh no! Why are you doing this to your nona? No, no, no. She didn't even have that thick of an accent. She was just like, "Really? Are you oh. kidding?" And so yeah, and, and I went into college, and if I gained and any weight, it was to no. Chef Boyardee. Um, so we had because I could eat it at any point with no no ram, you know, yeah, yeah. ramifications. Um, the it's interesting that you started off with family babysitting because I also that's where I got my start babysitting and my mom started leaving us alone in the daytime when I was like ten. Um, oh, but, back when you could kind yeah, of. Like, you I feel like you can't without, do that anymore. Someone arrests you. Yeah, right? so you're not going to jail. Fine. Like it was nothing bad happened. We were just in the house and right. The door She'd stayed be like, locked. "I'm three doors down at the neighbors or yeah. where." Or, yeah, they were like running up to give my dad something at the store. Like it wasn't a big deal. And um, but I do remember that one time it got kind of out of hand because I don't actually have a memory of this, but it's become family lore. <laughs> Apparently, my sister and I got into it in such a way, and I was in charge. You don't remember? I don't remember. Well, we got into it a lot. Like, I don't yeah. remember what the fight was. But apparently, when my parents came home, my sister was sitting in the timeout chair reading the Bible. Oh! <laughs> like, that's how intense it got that I, my that like thirst Blair for power, <laughs> my thirst for power ended up with her in the timeout chair reading the Bible. First so off, the fact that she the crucible did it in your is home. awesome. I had some power for a short 
short while. Um, <laughs> First of, that is I mean, so awesome. If I was ten, Sarah was six. So, oh, so like, she had to do it. Yeah, she had yeah. to do what I said. Um, the oh time my after, god, that's the best story ever. Yeah, it was really good. That's so then I started now. <laughs> so then I started mother's helpering in the neighborhood, and also you know I love babies. Yeah, I know you do. And so I got to get my hands on like three month old babies as an eleven year old. Isn't that weird? I was I babysat basically from 12 to 13 before yeah. I switched over to horses which were more less to scary. my speed um, but now I'm like no you, you should let never the 12 let 12 year old just deal with this no 100% right I wasn't alone until I took a class no, no I took a babysitting class where they taught you like infant CPR and I got a card. Yeah. Wow. First off, I love this. Now, this is, I mean, I have to just bust in. My sister, who is my sister, Claudia went to law school mm-hmm. up at UF. So she and Claudia went up with my dad, and they did that. Kristen was, I think, 10, mm-hmm. 11. Yeah. She was babysitting for other law school students. Mm-hmm. Babies. Yeah. My sister's 10 years old, making 10 bucks an hour, and she is... She made 10 bucks an hour? 10 bucks an hour. Ooh, I made five. 10 yeah. bucks an hour, never took a class, and she is taking care of infants. My sister was a professional nanny when she was in college. Yeah, and, like, that did sense. all that, but she was babysitting at 10, making bank. Yeah, I bet she at, was. Like, for like, other college parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was funny. So I was just like, I did oh, not make strutting bank. down the street, handing out pixie sticks. She always <laughs> babysat for as long as I remember. Yeah. But. I, yeah, I basically started when I was 11, Mother's Helpering. And I remember making the flyers on the computer that didn't have the internet. Yes. Um, and then, like, printing them out. Did you put them on the poles? Yeah, I put them on the poles. <laughs> and they had little tears. You cut the tears. Yeah, cut you the cut tears. the tears so yeah. that they could cut them. Um, and I got a couple of, like, down the hill. You know, our neighborhood was on a hill. So kind of, like, four houses down, I had a client. I don't remember their name. but um, And she had me come. She, was on, she must have been on her maternity leave because the baby was under three months mm-hmm. and I just got to hold the baby and like change the baby and feed the baby while she took a nap yeah. where like, were you when Mac was little I should have put you I was this. in the office working for actual money <laughs> 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 but no I would have totally hung out with Mac um, and you didn't find them scary no, I've never been scared of babies. But I also have 16 little cousins. That's right. So I think that had something to do with it. And then I got my first real babysitting job, which ended horribly, but that's a story for another podcast. Um, <laughs> when I was like 12, 12 or 13. Yeah. yeah. It was we, great. So was that your choice mm-hmm. of making money? Like, yes. For instance, I never babysat because I just never got into the tip. It was like apparently foreign to me. You're like, uh, I was like, I don't know. I wouldn't know what to do with a babysitter. I never had one. I was like, I don't know. So then I went right into work. Like, and as we've said in previous podcasts, I sold shoes and Mm -hmm. books Mm -hmm. and then sunglasses. But But you can't get a real job until you're 16. So you didn't work until until you're 15. And you can start making money. No, I did work. My aunt, Kristen's aunt. Oh, um, family business. Yeah, no, she was the manager of Fountains, which has long since gone bankrupt in Florida. Um, But it was like, Burdines, also bankrupt in Florida. These um, Macy's. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Macy's. Department store. Department, Department store. And I used to wrap presents every Christmas <gasps> and I got oh, paid for nice. it. Yep. That was like a big deal. But how could you get paid at a big store? Under the table because she was table. the manager. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Because I could work for my dad the summer I was 14, I think. Yeah. 14 or so. And then the summer you turned 15, I think you could work in I a think you place. Could. Yeah. And no, uh, before that, the only thing I ever got paid for was the 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 wrapping at Christmas because mm-hmm. you know it was in my house and God we could afford to not make us work and it was one of those things where straight A's were like required your job was <laughs> my yeah. job was one thing and yeah. one thing only I only and worked in the summer 
And I didn't work in the summers either. My parents were like, you deserve your break. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they were I would have cool. gone, I also, though, am so high stress. I would have gone crazy. My mom was probably like, babysit other people's children and get out of my house. Oh, we went to camp. Oh, we didn't go to camp. Yeah. We went to camp because my mom worked, my dad worked. Yeah, my, my mom grandparents didn't work. didn't work, but they needed a freaking right. break. It's yeah. like today where that's half, the, all of my friends who are parents of young children, like it's more stressful in the summers because they're like, we have to line up camp enough to camp camps to, camp. to keep them covered for a full mm-hmm. summer's worth of Which is regular crazy. working hours. We did like a day camp. We did YMCA camp a couple times, but my mom that's didn't I learned work. To ride. Oh, that's nice. Because it wasn't, well, I went to YMCA day camp, I didn't know day that. camp when I was little, but my first overnight camp mm. was YMCA Yay. and they you could be in the sailing group or the arts group or the mm. horse the riding group and that's Aww. what I picked and Yay. that's how your that's love how of riding was that's born that's where it came from and I came home and said I must have lessons or I will die <laughs> and, and they were like okay they paid for couch. a year of lessons and then they're like alright kid you gotta pay for it so that's that's, that's when, when I switched from babysitting to barn. working at the barn yeah oh. I, but I did I had been babysitting before that a little bit I was like 12, 13 mm-hmm. and mostly for the kids next door and across the street yeah, so my folks were home right so that my was mom the, was always that home. was part of why it's okay you knew if anything terrible happened i could be like mom i don't know what to do with this right but I then there was you. there was some <laughs> well, there was a woman and she had like two kids and i babysat for her once and the kids really just one of them was just awful he mm-hmm. was probably i'm guessing now they'd say add or hyper mm-hmm. well, you know hyperactive you know yeah. they didn't yeah. diagnose it yet yeah but he just was like completely little wild child couldn't settle down couldn't doing and I didn't know what I was doing because I didn't have there was no class I was just like I yeah. am slightly older and know how not to to turn the stove off right you know <laughs> it's really just um, the stove is the only real and thing. he was like at a level <laughs> oh, I had no idea in my house oh my god <laughs> I had no idea like when they were, were like okay now it's time to get you guys to bed yeah and the littler one there were two of them? Every, there were two of them, but the one of them, the older one was okay. <laughs> but there were things, because I was like, do you need help with your pajamas or can you handle that? Like, I had no sense. <laughs> can you sense, just do that yourself? Right, because I'm like, I had no sense of at what age you are capable. I still right. have no sense of what age you're capable of things. It is a strange so, thing. You know, well, you both know. You'll be like, so-and-so just is talking. And I'm like, is two? that good? <laughs> is exactly. That, is that advanced are they on or par? at last? <laughs> Yay? Um, and Yay. anyway, it was it was exhausting, and it, and nothing bad happened, but it took like forever. And by the time I came home, I was like, oh my god. Mm. And the poor woman like asked again a couple of nights for yeah. like, oh hey, can you come and sit? And I was like, no, nah, yeah. I'm not really doing that anymore. And she, she literally did ask one point, was it? Was it the boys? Oh, was no. it something? And clearly she had been through a bunch of sitters. Oh no. And I at that time actually had sort of transitioned to the barn and was mm-hmm. like, No, no, I'm actually I have this other job yeah. and it's fine. But really I'm like, Yes it was because They are horrible. Not I mean not is but I also made clear to me that I'm like, I hate this and I don't know what I'm doing. So right. I should get a different Well the job, main thing about job. being fourteen or however old like yeah. pre driving and just sitting mm-hmm. in the neighborhood is you get to eat whatever you want. It's oh, a total yes. vacation. Like yep. I, I found girls. You check out cookies. other people's stuff. Oh, like. I opened every cabinet I could find. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still kind of a snooper, but it, <laughs> but, but my teenage babysitting days, I was, it was illegal basically what I was doing. Um, you, think, you got to watch like Harry terrible shit on cable. There. Like I'd be like, ooh, Sex in right, the City. Cable. I learned some stuff while I was babysitting. <laughs> basically what sex in the happening. city. I know. I'm sorry. I was 14. Um, <laughs> But I sat as an adult too because 
I feel like I know I was. In I feel like that show was just on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, no, that it was wasn't. in New York. Oh, it ended in when I lived in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. Lauren uh, and I just uh, take a minute. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> no, but there was like the anything kid. I wanted, they had at their house, and my the kids go to bed used at to like tell stories eight. like that too. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, they because she sometimes they would be really wealthy. Yeah, and she'd be yeah. like, it's on, right? And it would right. be like awesome, right? You could eat. They would have amazing snacks, ice cream, like all this cool stuff. Um, and I always cleaned up a little bit, which the parents really. Oh yeah. Up, which I learned from my babysitter. Got as invited a kid. back. She always cleaned. She always did the dishes. She always went a little extra, like straightened up a little bit. And my parents always were like, "Thank God for Shannon." Mm-hmm. And I, that, like, that's how you learn is having babysitters, which is why you probably didn't do it. Oh, I clean like a crazy person, but that's no, just no. But like for other when you were. Just oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, I did also as an adult a little bit because. Uh, Editorial assistants make no money, and uh, almost every editorial assistant I know has a second gig. And so I would babysit. Do they really? Because I did, yeah. but I thought I was unusual. Oh no, I think a lot of them do. Um, maybe not every, but I also don't talk to as many editorial assistants as I used to. <laughs> but, um, Yay! But yeah, so I would babysit this family on the Upper East Side for this family, and it was wonderful. I felt like part of the family. Like I loved this kid. And he was a dream, you know, just super easy, super great. And we had some fun adventures. Like, I usually did Wednesday nights. Um, and the parents were super funny and cool and young. Um, and so they would, like, if they came home and I was sleeping on the couch, they would, like, do something to scare me. <laughs> which was terrible and mean, but also really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, scared the shit out of me a lot. Um, but we would, like, one time we went to the museum. One time we went on a little subway adventure. Like, it was really fun. fun. Go to Starbucks. I loved it. But I got so, out of the habit when I moved up to editor because I didn't have time yeah. anymore. Well, I was you, just going to say, uh, it, very different or very close to Abby. I'm like, hmm, yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs> no, it was lovely. I mean, because I also like kids. If you enjoy that's, that's spending what I mean. time with them, yeah. Right. Now, were you ever either in your maybe older high school or even here, mm-hmm. did you ever have the sort of cliche, your boyfriend comes over to hang out while you're babysitting? That, like, you know how you sort when of When would see I that? have a boyfriend? Abby? I don't know. High school? No, don't <laughs> No, I went to all-girls school. Oh, that's So, good. no, I, I never... I knew the college was... No, that was religious or something, but I don't know. No, I went to all-girls high school. Mm-hmm. And Notre then, Dame, but there were boys in Notre Dame. There were no, boys in Notre Dame. It's very But I didn't sit almost at all at college. Oh. Um, I did sit a little bit for a mentor... But that was like a half an hour drive from that bigger. The bigger hurdle there is the drive from campus. Nobody had cars, ah, right? And um, so well, then, in and I only did it like twice. It's just one of those things that you always sort of see in the in the like fiction of babysitting. I feel like that's in the eighties, though. I mean, yeah. or like on the phone. I guess that's I true. Know. Now you wouldn't. Well, like, it's like you don't let anyone else into the somebody's house. Right. Who is it? Is it somebody's babysitting in? Um, Freddy Krueger or one of them. Right. Oh, a horror it, movie. Yeah, the horror movies. Yeah. The, it's always a horror movie. The boyfriend comes over, they're yeah. making out, and then, and then they get killed. And that's why you get killed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, I've lived this long, so I'm pretty Excellent. sure it's because I never let my boyfriend you're come keeping, over to You're the, keeping the nightmares at the house. I'm like, for the record, Kate's adorable. I know. <laughs> no, I could have brought one over. She, she just is. decided not to. Sure. Because she's a good girl, our Thanks, guys. I am very responsible. I think that's the other thing is that parents could like smell responsibility all over me. It's the glasses, Kate. Yeah. No, I didn't. I guess I did wear glasses. And I had way worse hair, just like super frizzy braces. <laughs> They're like, this girl, mm, not inviting <laughs> safe. <laughs> safe. No one's cracking open the liquor cabinet. <laughs> yeah, no, this. I never touched a, any no. liquor, like very responsible. 
Um, so it was fun. I liked babysitting. I would do it as, eh, no, no, maybe not. <laughs> I, I, like, uh, I did no. it as an adult, again, like not that major family that I loved dearly, but I kind of stood in for a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. And I got, it's New York parents, I think, because I did it once or twice for their baby. And then the second or third time I did it, I got an email the next morning that was like, in the future, can you please put the diaper on looser because she was uncomfortable? <gasps> and I was like, okay, listen, there was not pee all over her crib. She fell asleep, so she could not have been that uncomfortable. Also, it's elastic. Right. Calm oh, yourself. Right. Like, First off, I've never heard strangulation by like, diaper before. Right. Yeah. right. It was You're like, really let me bizarre. solve this problem for you by never working for exactly. you. Exactly. I was like, oh, nope, I never sit for you again. No. Like, that's it. I don't get reprimanded as a 27-year-old for applying diapers. No. Like, no. <laughs> Responsibly. Responsibly. Exactly. Like, it's not like it was on our head. Right. <laughs> like, I know which end is front, which yeah. is more than most people. So, I... On act. that note, first off, I would never criticize a babysitter because I... Because they let live you go for out. them. Yeah, they let me leave my home. Right. right. So, I'm in. Right. <laughs> and frankly, just don't kill him. Right. <laughs> like, as long as the baby right. lives... Is he all attached exactly. at the end? You're good. And he doesn't talk she didn't a cry. on you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. She didn't cry. Fell asleep like a dream. Read some books. Yeah, everything's that's, great. That's a very... Calm yourself. Yeah. Never go back. I definitely wrote an email that was like, noted. <laughs> See you never. <laughs> like, On that note, should we let's take a break and then find out about Nanny Land? Yeah, we're gonna get to our girl Jane. Wonderful. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to uh, our special uh, guest section of XOXO uh, After Dark podcast. We have Jane Hughes here with us today. She's one of our Pocket Star authors, and she's uh, written a delightful romantic debut called Nanny Land. (laughs) Um, So, Jane, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about what Nanny Land is? Sure. It's a book about a young woman who's a Wall Street trader and who has to race out of New York pretty much one step ahead of the sheriff when (laughs) things go very wrong at her hedge fund. And she winds up in the Cotswolds as a nanny for four children. And those four children are the children of Lord John Gray, (laughs) who it turns out is the Today is the modern-day descendant of Lady Jane Grey, who was queen for nine days in the 16th century. Oh, wow. And so she finds herself, because they're living in the house that Lady Jane Grey was born in, she finds herself researching with the children the history of this famous ancestress and finding out some really interesting and somewhat scandalous facts about this woman who, well, barely a woman. She was barely 16 years old when she was beheaded on Tower Green. Oh, so, oh I love that story. There's that movie Lady Jane with uh, yes. Carrie Elwes and Helena mm-hmm. Bonner Carter. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. Lauren and I are quite smitten with that one, even if it's... Well, were you? It, it, Did you love that one? It's a sad story, honestly. It you is. Know, it's a tragic story. But as she comes alive for me, and I try to make her come alive in the book. Mm-hmm. And the information that they find out, which, of course, is, is my imagination, 
is, uh, you know, cast this nine days queen in a very different light mm, from yeah. the way that she's traditionally been portrayed. So it's a lot of fun. And then, of course, there is the very, very dashing and handsome Lord John Gray, too, <laughs> from my heroine to be uh, have a, a relationship with, let's put it that way. <laughs> yes. Well, that makes things better. You know, I have, I have to ask, Jane, what was your research process like for Nanny Land? Because it's so steeped in history, mm-hmm. and obviously it's based on real people. Um, did you go to England by chance, or has this just been something that's always been a passion of yours? It, yes and yes. Ah. Uh, I had sort of a rule for his... I love to read historical fiction, and I have sort of a, a rule, though, that I that I go by in my own writing, which is that nothing can happen that's historically impossible. Uh, oh, you know, that's a I good mean, rule. We, know, we have some known facts about historical figures, like where they were born and where mm-hmm. they died, you know, things like that, and where they were on a, at a certain point in time. Um, you know, was she in London? Was she in Paris? And so my sort of rule of thumb for myself is that Anything that I make happen to my characters can be great out of my own imagination, but it cannot contradict known facts. Ah. So I felt like I really wanted to know those known facts before I started giving Lady Jane Grey all of these other personality features mm-hmm. and all of these other events. So the I had actually, as a girl, I loved reading about Elizabethan and Tudor England. It was just, I was just crazy about it. And my mother used to give me books about Lady Jane Grey and Queen Elizabeth I. And, you know, in between reading all of my Nancy Drew books and Cherry Ames and all of that, I was reading books about Lady Jane Grey and, and Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So I went to, I've gone, gone to England several times, most recently just two weeks ago. Oh, to welcome my back. New book, actually. <laughs> Ooh, exciting. <laughs> My next book is going to be about Henry VIII's late last wife, the one who survived. Him. Oh, was that wow. Catherine? So, yeah, Catherine Parr. Oh, I'm She's good. The one who survived him. You are good. <laughs> Didn't so, she have a like three chances for it to be a Catherine? Right. Though? There are a couple <laughs> Catherines in there. <laughs> Don't cast aspersions on my intelligence, Abby. All right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Supporting women over here. What was it? What, was it divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived? Yes. Yes. So I remember them. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I've never heard that. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to remember them. So anyway, I had gone to England, and I had, uh, and I had gone to the places where Lady Jane Grey lived and was educated. Mm-hmm. And of course, I went to visit the Tower of London to see where she spent her last, uh, you know, nine months or so of life, where she, the window where she watched from to see her husband executed, and then just a few hours later was led down to Tower Green to be executed herself. And the story goes, you know, as I said, she was barely 16, and the story goes that they blindfolded her and put her in front of the block, and she she suddenly became a very 16-year-old girl, and she cast around saying, where is it, what do I do? And they had to guide her down, her head down to the block. Yikes. Um, you know, and up until then, she had been a Protestant martyr and kind of a priggish one at that, you know. Yeah. She wrote a letter to her sister the night before she died all about, you know, how she should spend the rest of her life preparing to die in a godly manner. Yeah. I mean, really. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly. I love it. Well, um, you know, and I like that you, you seem to have, you know, really gotten the human side of this poor girl, where it sounds like you understand it. 
I, I thought a lot. I thought a lot about her, mm-hmm. and the you know what what happens. What they discover, quote unquote, in the book, they find old documents in the attic of the house that uh, go back to Lady Jane's time, and just paint her in a very very different light. Yeah. And one of the reasons for this is because there's a girl in my book who is the present day Lady Jane Grey. She's 13 years old, Mm -hmm. and the first thing she says to my heroine, to Geordie, when she meets her, is Geordie says, oh, it must be so wonderful to be named after a queen, and this 13-year-old girl, predictably, (laughs) says, I hate Lady Jane Grey. (laughs) Did you go to the actual castle? Unfortunately, the actual castle still exists only in my own imagination. Oh, I was hoping that it still existed and it was just a private residence or something I'm, like that. I'm sorry. Oh. It, it only still exists in my imagination. But on this last trip, I did go to Sudley Castle, which is Catherine Parr's home. Oh. And actually, the archivist, upon hearing that I was an author with, with Simon & Schuster Pocket Star, mm-hmm. took me all into the back rooms and Ooh. showed me all Ooh. the other things and so that, but that's for the next book. So that was amazingly cool. That's very cool. Well, I can't wait to read that one. And I love that you're trading. Please, I would—I never even thought to be like, I'm an author. I need to get into the back archives. <laughs> I love it. Who did you go with? You, who did you go with? Was Myself. it just yourself? I love it. Is that yeah. easier when you're on a research trip to just be able to do it? Honestly, it is because I'm—you know—I just sit and make and make notes and notes. You know, are, are any of you guys writers? No, it's no, way too hard. <laughs> it's hard to be a writer. We'd much rather just pick and pull at the, w- the work that you guys do. Exactly. We're, we're, we're quite good editors, but no, not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take your job. Not a writer among <laughs> us. Yeah. Your job's so, too hard. So you have a sense of what it's like. I mean, I sit, like I sat at a cafe at Covent Garden mm. and wrote pages and pages of notes. Hmm. about my character when she was sitting at a cafe in Covent Garden. Oh, I love and, it. you know, I wrote pages and pages of notes just sitting at the entrance to Sudley Castle waiting for my guide, oh. just thinking about what Catherine might have thought. And I went to Ham- Hampton Court Palace where she married Henry, who, of course, was, was very gross and unlovely by the time that she married yeah, him. True. Yeah. And she was in love with a very dashing young Scoundrel. <laughs> oh, she was? Oh. Well, that's okay. Oh, yeah. Did, he, I was oh, like, didn't Henry bad. have a heart attack? And no so thanks. Henry, thank God, died only a couple of years after she married him. That's what I thought. And she married her dashing young scoundrel. Oh. Yay! A, a, a shocking three months after that. <gasps> raised right into marriage again, and for the first time in her life became pregnant. Oh, oh. interesting. With her fourth husband, and she finally became pregnant at the age of 35, wow. uh, but died in childbirth. Oh, oh no. we were doing so well, Jane. I was sorry. just going to say, I'm Jane. Sorry. Well, was she married to old men all three times she was previously? Married to old men. Uh, yeah. Well, she was married to old men, husbands one and three. One and mm. three. What huh. happened to two? Um, uh, two also died on her, but I don't think he was that old. Yeah, <laughs> she just wasn't lucky. I can't believe she died in childbirth. That stinks. Number two was impotent. Oh. Oh. Well, she really didn't roll the dice well. No. <laughs> well, she was holding out for her, her for her scandalous suitor. She was holding out for Tom Seymour, who exudes sexual appeal over five centuries. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Fair I enough. I still have a crush on him. But the baby was lost to history. Oh, oh really? So Interesting. 
suppose is my book finds the baby and finds the ancestors. Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, do you have a title for this new one? It's called Hey Jules. I love it! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Consider it done. I can't wait to see it. Oh, that's great. Oh. Well, you know, I have one more question about Nannyland, actually. Yeah. Um, are there any characteristics you were just saying about writing notes in Covent Garden? Would you say anything of Jordy um, was reflective of something mm-hmm. from your life, your mm-hmm. experiences? What did you give Jordy that mm-hmm. uh, came from? Yeah, that's. That's a, that's a really interesting question. I never thought about it that way. Well, I spent a number of years on Wall Street myself. And oh, I love that even more. <laughs> I, I, I've been in academia writing about Wall Street and international finance. So it's a world that I know very well. Mm-hmm. And what I, so I describe her experiences on Wall Street and the people around her are actually pretty you know, they're bits and pieces of a lot of people I knew cool. in that milieu. Mm-hmm. And I guess the other piece of me that, that is like Jordy in a way, though not so much, that I, I have four children. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I never felt as helpless with, with them <laughs> as she does. I mean, she's, you know, childless. And she, you know, I, I describe her in the book as she never even played with dolls. <laughs> she beheaded the only Barbies that were given to her <laughs> and threw them like down the trash too. Someone gave her an I hate math Barbie and she beheaded it and threw it down the street. <laughs> so not, you know, not, not a natural mother. Uh-huh. And here she is landed through circumstances that I won't divulge uh, with these four very challenging children in the English countryside and a very absent and very distant father. So some of the experiences with the children and the way that they talk are pretty reminiscent of my kids as young children and teenagers Mm -hmm. and the two and the cat that they bring in of course Um, you are making me so intrigued i can't wait to read this now (laughs) i know i feel this feels like a sort of perfect blend of um a fun modern chiclet plus an amazing story about lady jane plus a hint of sound of music (laughs) i'm like can we make a musical out of it next lauren and i are big podcast singers much to kate's regret exactly we're we're ready to my agent i never wanted to write war and peace (laughs) i want to write a book that women will curl up with and really enjoy well you know i remember when i like to read well your previous editor mickey really did Fine. She fell in love with this story, mm-hmm. and she really felt that it. What not only was it fun and fresh, but it really had some depth to it. And I think mm-hmm. after speaking with you today, I really feel like it comes with the time and effort you really mm-hmm. put into the historical research. And mm-hmm. I always find that when you put a little slice of yourself in your books, they tend to ring even more true and more, I don't know, poignant, if you will. Yeah, it speaks yeah, exactly. to your reader as much as it's speaking of you. I think and. Exactly. It makes that connection one of, there. One of the things that somebody advised me on years ago in writing was to to know what you're writing about. You know, mm-hmm. like I say jokingly in my bio that I wrote my first book in huge quotes when I was seven. <laughs> it was called Lorena Lawrence and Student Nurse. <laughs> <laughs> A very heavy Cherry Ames phase mm-hmm. at, at that point. And um, you know, obviously it was as dreadful as you could possibly imagine. But <laughs> someone did suggest to me after that that maybe you should write about what you know about. Jordy <laughs> is a Manhattanite Wall Streeter, yeah. and that's certainly something that I know about. 
Well, uh, it sounds fantastic, and I encourage all of our listeners to go out and get Nanny Land by Jane Hughes. Well, Jane, uh, we're going to start to wrap up right now, but one of the things that we always close all of our interviews with is Bernard Pivot's uh, 10 questions, um, and we've ov- obviously altered them a little bit for Uh-oh. our podcast, <laughs> but don't worry, they're, they're fairly simple, and we like to call it our... Our, our true confessions part of the podcast. And so I'm just going to ask you some very easy questions and you just do your best to tell the truth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you prefer salty or sweet? Salty. Uh, mountains or beach? Oh, beach. At a girl. <laughs> Heels or flats? Heels if my ankle can hold up. <laughs> uh, pa- paper or ebook? Mm-hmm. E-books. As befits a pocket star author. Exactly. I was about to say boo or hiss, but no, (laughs) it's true. Favorite road trip food? Road trip food. Oh, a Mr. Good bar. Ah. (laughs) We haven't gotten that one before. I love it. A classic. And now I have to actually ask it a new question just for you, Jane. Um, Favorite research food? (laughs) <laughs> when you're when you're in the books, when you're in your place, or when you're knee deep in 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 old books, what are you eating? What are you snacking on? Oh, smart food popcorn. Ah, <laughs> also a good choice. Um, <laughs> if you could ban one word from the English language, what would it be? Can I say Donald Trump? Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, you, you can. can. <laughs> political? <laughs> Not at all. We like a spicy, a little spicy, something to spice us up. Yep. Um, name one turn on and one turn off. Hmm. One turn on is um, competence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I like that. And a turn off is uh, meanness. Good ones. Mm-hmm. One task you'd pay someone else to do. <laughs> Clean my litter box. <laughs> <laughs> but wait a, a minute. Choice. How many cats do you have? Two. Ah, fair yeah. enough. Anything more than one. I can see why you're paying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my father once had seven. It was oh my god! Dis- but we oh. didn't. But we didn't have one litter box. There were like three. Okay, it's still disgusting. Still, still pay someone for that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd pay anything. It was terrible. Um, and then the last but not least, what is your favorite romantic movie? Oh, Gone with the Wind. Oh, oh, a good one, absolutely. That's, that's Kate's favorite. I don't know if it's the movie. It's is the book, it? though, right? I like the movie too. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's the it's the rare, rare, rare book that got made into a great movie. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. we did a whole podcast about those. <laughs> That's true. We were doing we did our our oh, adaptations really? podcast is up on a website on the website right well, now. I'll have to listen to that. Yeah, Please you might have do. some opinions. <laughs> you definitely will, and uh, I definitely think you uh, you're gonna love your the the podcast. You are a star guest. So, Jane, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, I know I can't wait to go out and read Nanny Land, and I'm sure our listeners will be. Thank as you. Well. I really appreciate the time. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This is XOXO After Darkcast, because the best conversations happen after dark. All right, welcome back uh, to our part three of our 
XOXO. That was after so nice of her to join us. I know. I love Jane. I thought she was fantastic. We ended up talking more about the historical element than about the nannying, which was not what I expected. It is, it's it was true. Lovely. It's funny. I, you know, but I found it. I think that the story for me, what sounded so attractive was the history. Yeah. But that's me. When we got into it, for sure. Yeah. I know. We did gloss over the handsome, rakish gentleman, but I like <laughs> that she assured us that he was still in there. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> yes. So. Abby, why don't you tell us about what we're doing right now? Because okay. I'm not really clear. <laughs> um, what are the rules of this game? Yes, well, okay. Uh, we're Basically, it's sort of a game. I don't think it's a points assigning game no. so much. Nobody can win, really. Um, Although, I guess the person who comes up... But right. I won't... Uh, it's, this is something that Kate was telling me about that was uh, inspired by Teen Witch. Oh, it was a top that inspired, but not rapping. Um, yeah, there'll be no rapping. No rapping, thank God. Um, we just each try to do a one-liner of things you don't want to hear when you get home to the babysitter. Okay. For Abby, use So your if I start and say, okay, so I'm the babysitter reporting back to the parents right. at this point. You want to say the single scariest So thing. I say, um, it's, it's okay, that mirror's <laughs> only a little broken. <laughs> Oh. Eh. Okay, I've, you do one, Lauren. Oh, so say. now you have to do one that's worse. So we're just going to escalate this until it's so nuclear. So there was a bit of an issue when he had to go potty. Oh, no. <laughs> and there's a lot of, let's just call it feces all over the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrifying. And by the way, that's true. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. I yeah. would. Somebody was asking you with that, and, though, right? And, oh, yes. And as my husband said, he's like, Lauren. It's a goddamn crime scene in there. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, and she attempted to clean it up, but did a shitty job. No pun intended. So there's like shitty baby wipes all over my floor in the grout. I was like, what happened? That's bad. And it literally, she attempted to clean it up, but like did a bad job. And so you're like, what happened here? Someone only did a ten dollar an hour job. And then I had to. I was like, I'm not gonna wake Mac up to make sure that there's nothing left on him. Right. Let's hope she. Got it all off. Of I a baby, like, at least. Yes, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Oh, so, all right, top that, my friend. I yeah. think the scariest sentence would just be simply, "It's all gonna be okay." <laughs> <laughs> Before they launch in, because like that's that alone, I feel like must strike fear in right. the hearts of any incoming parent. It's the equivalent of, "I have it under control." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I've got another one of those. Good. So, okay. I, just, I just want to hear the horrors that I are. actually yeah, maybe didn't. Maybe just a horror. I know, show. right? I didn't get the call, but also true story. Um, so we're on our way to the hospital, but he's okay. And that <laughs> was okay. Uh-huh. And he ran into a banister and split his eye open. Uh-huh. And we are in the ER, the ch- the children's ER. And how soon can you be here? Okay. And that was when Rick drove from the city. Didn't even tell me because I was at work. And he was like, I didn't want to make you insane. He got too... It's like an hour and a half drive. He made it in like 45 minutes. He's like, I've never driven so fast in my life. And I was like, tell me you called the plastic surgeon. Tell me you called the plastic surgeon. (laughs) He's like, yes, we waited nine hours for the plastic surgeon. (gasps) Because you don't mess around with their face. Like, you don't mess around with their face. 22 stitches later, it's split. Yeah, I was like, so yeah, the call. We're on our way to the hospital, but he's okay is when you never want to no, that's the that's the nuclear option. I have a scar here from when I, as a three year old, got whacked in the head, and then yeah, my parents wasn't that many stitches. No, it wasn't. It was like some neighborhood kid. You know, you all just flocked in clusters right. as you could back then, and someone had a large stick that they weren't paying attention to, and I was a three year old, which you know, and they don't have yeah. any spatial awareness, so. 
I and all I remember is the, um, of course it bled like a fiend. Yes, they do. Yeah, they the bleed on your and head. it wasn't bad at all. I mean, it really wasn't. But I had to go in for some stitches, and mm. I can remember though being strapped down to the table. Oh, I oh, got strapped because I wouldn't hold still. Because how do you strapped. tell the three year old hold still while I put this needle? They near strap your head? you to a board. It was oh terrifying because they and so this just this guy is coming at my needle. I can remember my mother. Singing to me, even as she's like Winnie the Pooh. Oh no! Like, you know, because mom is freaking this out is and a trying nightmare. to pull it together. Um, uh, but now I have lovely thick eyebrows and just a very small scar. <laughs> oh. Okay, <laughs> here's one. What about my parents have agreed to cover it? <laughs> like, get out ahead of those financials. That's a good one. <laughs> one. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds that's like that's a good one. The police say it won't go on his permanent record. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's, good a good one. One. that's a good one. Um, like accident police. I don't know. There's really not much more. Yeah. Do you have homeowners insurance? Yes. <laughs> Would be exactly. Oh, we're like. So, oh, I was going to say, we're going to get the car back. Like, <laughs> I, if I ever find out that Mac ever takes my Beamer, I want to kill him. Like, I, that's I will, some I, years in the future. Yeah, you got some time on that. He can't even. He's like one of four. the things that me and Ryan and Kristen did is we did take the parents' car out before oh, we were really bad. We're gonna do a siblings tell all. Oh, podcast good. Because yeah. when we were taking our break, Lauren told me that her siblings and she got into some. Oh, shit. yeah. That'll she, be a good one. I feel like we've covered that. Ominous is really the number one thing you don't want to hear. I think so, and I think I wish to all our listeners that they never hear any of those things from their. If you sitters. do have some good ones, though, I would read the heck out of those comments. Yes. 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 <laughs> Tell us your tell us your tell babysitting us your, babysitting your adventures in babysitting in our comments. <laughs> that would be great. I don't know. I think, ladies, we should wrap this up. Sounds yeah. good. Um, all right, everybody. Just make sure that you check out xoxoafterdark.com for all sorts of goodies. We've got our sweeps going on right now. Uh, of course, you can always find the podcast there as well, or on play.it or on iTunes. Um, it's been a couple of episodes since I nudged people to rate and review us, please, oh, yeah. on iTunes. It helps get us um, noticed, and it, it's uh, also it makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. So if you care at all about our self-esteem, or if you just <laughs> like listening, we'd love it if you would um, go in and give it a rating or tell some people about it. We always love listeners, and we want to do more. Uh, and thanks for checking us out. Ladies... Don't Should we forget. just leave them? The best conversations <laughs> happen, happen after, after dark. dark.